For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Use the code word REBEL for a discount on pillows, sheets, pet beds, and everything else at MyPillow.com. Woo! Rebels, it's that time! Can you feel it? Are you ready to be a great parent? Do you want to feel like you're back on your honeymoon? Well, we believe in you and God believes in you. Rebels, it's time to join the rebellion. It's time for Rebel Parenting. What's happening, Rebels? Oh, I hope you're doing okay. I hope you'll let us know if you need any help. You can reach out anytime. Help at rebelparenting.org. I appreciate getting your emails. I've received them and I'm answering them. And uh, I'm honored that you share your troubles and your struggles with us. Honestly, super, super honored. And uh, I love hearing that the broadcast is making a difference. Today will make a difference with you. We have great guests on today. We have Steve and Wendy Backlund from Bethel Church on today. I follow Steve on Instagram. You definitely got to follow Steve Backlund on Instagram. He's got a daily minute that really just gives you perspective. Start your day off right. And we're going to talk about how to survive the lockdown. There is so much added stress. I'm telling you, we're getting so many more uh, emails, texts, messages on Facebook and Instagram about people saying, I'm just struggling. I'm struggling. It's hard. Homeschooling is hard. Being around my spouse 24 hours a day is hard. Being around my kids 24 hours a day is hard. And I'm like, I get it. I know. Steve and Wendy are definitely full of wisdom. You are going to love them. Let's dive into it. Here is a lockdown episode of Rebel Parenting. Good morning, Rebels. How are you doing during this pandemic lockdown? What a crazy way to start the program, but the whole world is on lockdown. Is it, dealing it with this. It feels like a sci-fi movie or a sci-fi poem yeah. I should be reading. I just can't believe it's true. I keep waking up going, really? Is this really happening? I guess it's really happening. We've got our mm. friends Steve and Wendy Backlund on the program today. They are from Bethel Church. They travel, they speak, they've got a great podcast, great mm. blogs. And Steve, you just did a podcast and wrote an article on five questions to ask during this global crisis. And it spoke so much to me. And we're starting this series where we're trying to do a whole bunch of programs just on how do we survive the lockdown? You know, there's so many things being thrown our way. One is in about nine months, we're going to have a new baby boom. And. <laughs> There's also a lot, we have friends that have counseling centers and they're getting a lot of calls now for marriage troubles. I think we're going to see both. I think we've got a lot of couples that aren't used to being around each other 24 hours a day and with their kids 24 hours a day and trying to work from home or lost their job. I got laid off from one of my jobs right in the middle of this and it was like, what? Wait, that was a big deal. That's. You know, and luckily I have a home studio, so I picked up some extra work, but people are, honestly, I think a lot of people are afraid. I'm just going (laughs) to say, I think there's a lot of fear of the unknown future. And what are some of the good questions we can ask that will bring us back into the correct perspective? Mm. Yeah. Well, first of all, it's just an honor to be with you. Thank you for your heart to equip the family and parents and the five questions are, what do I need to believe to have hope? Mm. Mm. What is God doing in me now? Mm. How do I move forward now? Who can I help? And how's my connection to Jesus? The first question is, 
is the question, what do I need to believe to have hope? And our ministry is called Igniting Hope Ministries. Yep. And, you know, First Corinthians 13 says, now these three things remain faith, hope, and love. And we focused on faith and love, but didn't know much about hope. <laughs> and, mm. and that's the piece, you know, where the difference I see between faith and hope is that faith is more specific while hope is more general. Faith says the coronavirus is going to end in a week. Hope says, I don't know what, if, if it's going to end. In, if, even if it doesn't end in a week, I'm going to find a way to thrive. Mm. So I know that that mm. question, what do we need to believe that hope is yeah. so important. Yeah, because one of the things we discovered is that our hopelessness about the problem is a bigger problem than the problem. And if you don't have yeah. hope, it's really hard to have faith. You know, I think faith That's without powerful. hope is just weird. It doesn't feel right. Right, mm. right. So the problem isn't how am I going to survive this problem? The problem is what do I need to believe so that I can get through this problem with faith and victory? Mm. And that's such a deeper understanding. It's a deeper level. There's so many more levels of thinking on that, not just how do I survive through this? Because most people are just in survival mode. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Do you know, I keep having to remind myself this. This wasn't a surprise to God. Right. He's not going, oh, no, there's a pandemic. Yeah. I can't believe it. <laughs> Who knew? What are we going to do? It's You have to keep reminding yourself. The truth, yeah. God loves me. He sent his son to die for me, which is, right. it's beyond comprehension mm. that he would do that. And this isn't a surprise. Yeah. So. I have to keep believing he knows me, he sees me, he hears me, he's listening to me, and he's not surprised by this. Therefore, who do I need to be during this pandemic? Absolutely. And there's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. Right. Yeah. And once people get true hope, circumstances can't stay the same. You know, when God showed Ezekiel a valley of very dry bones in Ezekiel 37, and he asked him a question. He said, hey, Ezekiel, can these bones live? And I love Ezekiel's answer. He said, oh, Lord God, you know. <laughs> you know. You know. We're waiting for you to do something. Yeah. And then the Lord says, prophesy to the bones. Have hope for the bones. Tell them they have a future. Tell them they've got a future. And it's interesting, the Lord didn't say, hey, Ezekiel, step aside, watch me prophesy. God has to partner with somebody who has hope to accomplish his will. And I believe this, our hope level determines our influence level. And he was the most hope is the most influence. And right now, all our hope is being challenged. Our future is as bright as the promises of God. Right. That's right. It is. And yeah. it feels, you know, it can feel bleak. You know, you get this and clearly the media is not helping. You know, you see the news is so fear-based and all the terrible things happening. And I think as believers, I went through my Facebook page mm -hmm. and I haven't said this on air yet. I'm a little nervous to do it now, but I just went through my whole feed. Anybody that was spewing negativity... I just unfriended. It was like, you know what? In this time, I don't need it. I don't need it any time, but specifically right now. I don't care what side you believe in. I don't care if you care if the president's doing a good or a bad job. But if all you're putting out is negativity, I shouldn't see it in my feed. I want people that are saying, what can we do during this time? Yeah. How can we? I bought a bunch of How new board games. Yeah. So that at night when we have dinner, 
we play board games after dinner. And it was like, what can we do? I've got an 8-year-old and a 13-year-old. They're not at the same level. They don't have the same attention span. And I got this. It's a ridiculous game. It looks like ice blocks. And there's a little penguin in the middle. And you hammer little blocks down. And then eventually the penguin falls. Anybody can play it. It's just silly and fun. But I thought, we need levity and some and joyful time as a family instead of just we're overwhelmed with online learning we're overwhelmed with the homeschooling and trying to work from home i'm so my kids are so annoyed with me asking them to be quiet so i can record broadcasts yeah and so we're just trying to find how do we bring joy back into our picture Mm, of this isn't a great time it's a difficult time but we're gonna have fun anyway during this time Well, I think that ties into your next question that you had brought up. What is God doing in me? Like, okay, we got to be clear about our hope. But Mm -hmm. specifically, what is God doing in me during this season? For my children, for my husband, for my marriage? Can you expand on that and how to ask that question and how to kind of figure out what is God doing in me during this time? Mm. I think one of the big things for me was he's teaching me how to focus on the correct thing. Because I don't want to magnify coronavirus. I want to magnify God. And so it's almost like a training session to learn, even though everybody else around me on my newsfeed, whatever, is focusing here. How disciplined am I in spending time? I should be spending more time magnifying God than the problem. Because otherwise you're going to pray out of fear instead of faith. Yeah. And yeah. that's the one thing I've learned to do is I don't even bother to pray about what I'm afraid of until I've lost my fear of it. Mm-hmm. You know, can I ask you a question about that too? I think mm-hmm. because I've been so much more like, Steve, I watch your little two minute videos on Instagram every day now. They're so great. You were out there with your dog and your dog's just like shaking and doing <laughs> the dance. And it brought me so much joy and so much light I think more people are going to be drawn towards you and towards those that are projecting Christ instead of highlighting Corona. I'm Mm -hmm. so much more drawn to you in this time because I feel hope and strength and this solid foundation. You know, when I watch your videos in the morning, I walk away and I feel lighter. I feel Mm -hmm. like there's been a burden lifted from me because of what you're focusing on. Mm Well, thank you so much. And we do believe we're on assignment, especially people like you, you know, people like you who have said yes to Jesus, yes to his people. You're finding your lane of influence. And so if we can just get some hope and joy on you, we are happy. You know, the joy of the Lord is our strength. I mean, that's just not and a merry heart is good like medicine. Those things are not just theory. They're actually reality. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't need strength at the end of the battle. I need strength in the middle of the battle. See, you said that. I'll be joyful when all my problems are over. (laughs) He said, well, good luck with that, Steve. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You just said that in your video. It spoke to me so much of, I need strength in the middle of the battle. Like right now, that really hit me in that video. Mm. Mm. And I think that goes really, you know, what's God doing in us? The vision for the future gives purpose for the present. Right. Now, without a vision, the people perish. So vision, vision is that which actually believes there is a future for us personally, a future of greater influence for us. 
And so when we actually believe that we die without that, if we don't have hope or vision for the future, we're just walking dead people. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so when we have that vision, then I understand that what's happening in my life is training for that. Now we get muscle by pushing against resistance. Yeah. Now we have a lot of resistance in the spirit realm right now, yeah. in the emotional realm. Mm-hmm. And so this is an opportunity where I get to push against that with the promises of God. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens mm-hmm. me. Be, all things work together for good. Yeah. He's going to meet all my needs. Yep. And I don't feel that all the time, but that's one of the reasons I say it out of my mouth because faith comes by hearing. Right. And so I realized this is a season of training because I'm going somewhere. You're going somewhere. Every person who's watching this, there's a future of greater influence for their lives. And I believe this, and we may not feel it right now, but I believe we're going to look back on this and we're going to say, wow, something big happened in me in that mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. And I'm never the same again. Mm-hmm. And because of that, my life has just gone to another level. Mm. I so agree. Amen. Yeah, I was thinking about that. So many people, myself included, for sure, have said, well, if I just had more time, then I could do X, Y, Z. You know, then I could start my book. Then I could, you know, work on the pilot for the TV show. Then I could learn to shoot my bow. If I just had time, but I'm so busy. And it was late last week. I said, you know what? I have more time on my hands than I ever dreamt possible. Mm -hmm. What I don't want to do is get to the end of this when we get to go back to quote unquote normal and look back and go, man, I could have done so many things during that time and I just let it go. And so I've been trying to schedule time Mm. to do all those things. I have an online piano course. I'm trying to learn piano at 50. I don't know if that's possible, but I'm going to try. You know, I'm shooting my bow in the backyard and... I'm trying to do things that it was like, I now have time to do it. And Laura and I are working on a book. We're working on a TV show. And I agree. I think when we can get our minds straight and focus back on what the Lord has for us in this time, instead of seeing it as something to get through, I've seen this as a gift. I get to be with my wife 24 hours a day. I get to be with my kids. You know, so many people don't know their children. You know, they're working all the time and they're busy and their kids are doing things and they're all these different directions and the kids are in four different sports and they've got music and all the stuff. And now it's like, I got nothing except you. We can get to know our children now. We can be better parents. We Mm -hmm. can learn who our kids are. Yeah. It's a great time of opportunity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is a big one. I think a lot of people are asking themselves, how can I move forward now? Yeah. I think so many people feel stuck. I'm stuck inside. Mm-hmm. I'm stuck at home. I'm not at work, quote unquote. You know, is it possible to move forward in this time? What's your answer to how can I move forward in this time? Well, first of all, the answer is yes, it's possible. You've already shared a bunch of areas that you're moving <laughs> forward in. Piano, yeah. bow, kids. You're, and when we're able to identify those, mm. uh, you know, then it's powerful. In Exodus fourteen fifteen, the... God says the Israelites are on the edge of the Red Sea. Egyptians are coming down from behind. They're crying out. The Lord says, why are you crying out to me? Tell my people to move forward. And I think one of the greatest things leaders can do right now is just tell their people, move forward. Ask the Lord, what does it mean for me to move forward? It can be as simple as cleaning out your car to as great as finishing the book or whatever's in between. Because when they started moving forward, the Red Sea was parted. Yes. I think the key, though, is that 
it sounds good to say, ask the Lord, what does he want us to do? For sure. But are people actually doing that mm-hmm. and expecting an answer? You know, it's not something that, you know, I vaguely ask God. Maybe we need to actually ask God, mm-hmm. what do you want me to do in this time? Literally. And maybe even ask the kids, what are your goals for this time? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think the biggest thing is the family needs to talk about what they would like to see happen and verbalize things. Most families don't do a lot of verbalizing. Yeah. Right. They have stuff running in their head, but they never verbalize what they want to get out of this season. Mm. Yeah, that's 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 a great place to start. And it's great just to ask your kids. And by the way, parents, when you do ask your kids, you're at the dinner table and you're like, what do you want to do during this time? Don't expect an answer first time around. (laughs) They haven't asked themselves that question yet. Maybe they've got no idea. Maybe bring it up again the next day. And the Mm -hmm. next, have you been thinking about it? Why don't we ask the Lord? Let's all pray as a family and ask the Lord for some answers. And let's see what he has to say to us. Mm. Yeah. I think it also helps our emotional health to be moving forward. Yeah. Because if we're only playing defense. Right. If I'm just trying, well, I don't want to feel fear. I don't want to. You know, get anxious, be get I, I don't want to, you know, yeah. if, that, if we're just focused on stopping something rather than actually becoming something. Hmm. I love Nehemiah 6, where yeah, Nehemiah is rebuilding the walls. He's on assignment, he's moving forward. Yeah. Man, he's that clear. guy, he, he's just passionate. He's yeah. like, I'm going to finish this thing. And, you know, his enemies give one last effort to stop him. Right. And they're like, you know, lying spirits. They say, hey, Nehemiah, why don't you meet with us in the valley of, oh, no. You know, and he says this. I love what he says. He said, why should I come down to you? I'm doing a great work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He said, I don't have time to come down into the valley and talk to the enemy. You know, talk about my, you know, just talk about fear, talk about, you know, victim mindsets or, you know, whatever. Mm. He says, I'm doing a great work. And, you know, no matter how small it feels, when we attach faith to what we're doing, it becomes a great work. Yes. Parenting, if we attach faith to our parenting and we say, you know what, this season I'm moving forward and growing as a parent, and that's one of my things I'm going to do, and we attach faith, I'm doing a great work. Mm -hmm. That will stop us or lessen the likelihood of going in the valley of, oh, no. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's powerful. Taking charge of all those thoughts and, you know. And even if it's, that's the truth too, you're talking Mm -hmm. about, even if it's one thing, if it is cleaning out your car so that when you get in it, it's an organized space. It's a clean space, whether it's cleaning your room. I keep thinking of the new Frozen movie. Maybe some of the listeners have listened to it, Frozen 2, which many people are watching a lot more movies now as the days go by. But it just says, do the next right thing. Okay, so maybe I (laughs) don't know what to do right now. Maybe I am plagued with things that aren't supporting my vision, but can I just do the next right thing? No matter what emotion I'm having, no matter what thought I'm having, you know, like Mm -hmm. not let my feelings and thoughts hijack my vision. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I wrote in my book about emotions is that our emotions don't validate truth. They just validate what we believe. Right. So if you want a different emotion, you actually have to believe something different. For sure. Yeah. And you have to do that on purpose. So you actually, that's why that first question is so important. What do I need to believe to have hope? Because you can't get rid of fear without a new belief. Right. That's a super, my dad wrote a book a long time ago called Mm -hmm. Emotions, 
can you trust them? <laughs> and he took a whole book to say, nope, you can't really trust no, them. Can't trust the most. Yeah. It's your feelings. But you're yeah. right. That's such an important thing, Wendy. What you believe dictates mm-hmm. how you feel. Yeah, and right. if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling stuck, mm. I think focusing on the truth in Jesus Christ, yes. that yes. he cares for us, that he loves us, yes. that he's got a plan for us, a specific plan for this time, yeah. and asking him, Lord, what please tell me, yeah. what should I be doing during this time? Mm. And then wait for the answer. Expect. Yeah. That's a big one, too. You said that earlier, and I struggle with this. Expect an answer from the Lord. Mm. Wait and expect to hear from him and then follow through. If he's telling you to do something, follow through with that and believe he has a plan for this time for you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Is, you know, when we expect an answer and we don't know the answer yet, we just keep watering our faith. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to know. Thank you. I'm so excited for how you're going to tell me. Thank you, Lord. And that childlike faith releases, it it just brings revelation and wisdom. Yes. Yes. It really Mm. does. Yeah. Revelation and wisdom. Man, I appreciate that so much. That's a fantastic one. Let's go to the next one. Who can I help? That's an interesting one now, too, because we're not supposed to go near anybody, right? You know, so who can I help in this time? I've been thinking about that, too. You know, I know... There's a lot of controversy around whether you should give money to homeless people on the streets. You know, when they're at the corner and you're getting up the freeway and there's people there. Also, in this time, it has struck me, giving to homeless on corners has got to be at an all-time low. We are keeping our windows rolled up and the hand sanitizer on and we're not talking or touching anything or anybody. So how can we help others in this time when we're not supposed to be near other people? Well, I think it's just expanding our concept of helping people. I mean, we can Mm. help people through prayer. We can help people through what you're doing. You're continuing to, you know, just looking at some of your recent, you know, podcasts and what you're doing. I mean, you're actually helping people with their families, with their emotions. You know, there's certainly there's different ways to give money you know, to people or to organizations that are helping. Mm -hmm. And we just want to keep the flow because, again, part of the plan is to have the river of God of grace and love flow out of us and not just, you know, get it all stuck inside. Right. Yeah. Wendy, what do you think? I think, too, it's reaching out to people, you know, whether it's texting them, saying you're thinking about them. Is there anything I can pray for you? Mm. There's a lot of people who need that that little personal touch yeah, sure that they're not alone. Mm. And mm. anybody can do that to text your neighbor or call them or whatever. You know, you could go to Grubhub and send your neighbor a dinner or something. Sure. And just, yeah. Yeah. You know, how hard is that? Right. Yeah, it's not very, very difficult. You know, that was an mm-hmm. interesting one, too. I was talking to someone who said they can't be with their parents during this time because their parents are in their 80s and, you know, they're really quarantining. And he said, you know, my relationship with my parents isn't very good, but I'm trying in this time to call more, to mm-hmm. choose topics where it doesn't get heated and build the relationship in this time. And he goes, it's so hard. You know, they say things that make me so mad and Mm -hmm. I'm choosing 
to not take the bait and still yeah. try to invest in this time. And it's like I said, I've been so drawn to your ministry and your Instagram feed because it's feeding me. It's giving me strength. It's building my foundation. It's making me feel more secure and more stable. And I think in this time when you can reach out to people and say, hey, I was praying for you this morning. I want you to know the Lord sees you. He knows where you're at. And how we'll remember, you know, it's like when Mark Cuban, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, said, I'm going to continue paying all the people that work in the arena, the hourly workers that would get laid off. I'm going to pay all of them as if games are going. The concession people, the parking people, the people that clean, they're not coming, they're not doing the work. We're going to pay them anyway. I think we will look back in this time and go, who helped? I wish I could remember. There's a CEO that just dropped his yearly salary to $10,000 so that he can still pay all the employees. Wow. And I thought it's so different, you know, and I don't want to spew negativity, but the Kennedy Center got a $25 million grant and three days later told their employees, we're not going to pay you anymore. And I thought, I wonder how much we'll remember that when this is over. Who are we going to remember that took care of people and took and pay cuts and did what they could do and who didn't do that? And if we'll remember that when this is over. Yeah, it's, it's powerful. And as we just have a heart for people, the Lord's going to give us creative ways to bless people. Yes, definitely. Mm. All right, let's do the last one. How is my connection to Jesus? Mm. <laughs> well, you know, you get in a time of uncertainty, a time of tumult, you know, mm-hmm. we actually reflect and we say, okay, what's really actually important right now? You know, because You know, when we get on our deathbed, we're not going to say, wow, I wish I would have spent more time in the office. It's going to be all about relationships. Mm -hmm. One about relationship with God through Jesus, the other relationship with family and people. And I think that, you know, this is a time just to evaluate. It's a time, again, as we have extra time to press into our relationship with him. Mm -hmm. I also feel, you know, one of the leaders at Bethel was talking recently and about this season and and was saying that, you know, we all have a vision for our future and we all, you know, through just dreams and what we believe God's told us to do, we're strategizing for the future and we believe that, but the future is more uncertain. I mean, it's always uncertain, but now it's even more uncertain. Right. For sure. Yeah. And so we're right now, he is the example of Abraham sacrificing Isaac, which was his total future. Yeah. That was why he was alive. Yeah. That was the whole destiny, destiny was through. And it's just a time where I believe we're, it's a season of saying, Lord, I surrender my idea of what the future is going to be. Mm. I surrender, you know, whether it's, you know, that kind of house I'm living in or the kind of you know, influence I'll have or what I'm doing. I surrender that and I open myself up to new possibilities for this season of what my life is all about. And I recommit myself to what Isaiah heard in his encounter, who will go for us? Here am I, send me. And Wendy and I would say, here we are, send yeah. us. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we lay it down. We lay down our preconceived idea of what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel in my spirit, you know, you mentioned about there's 
frustration in marriages and with kids because you're all cooped up together. And I think one of the biggest enemies of relationship with God is the feeling like we're failing. Mm. Yeah. And I yep. think that's what the enemy tries to do is he tries to make us feel like failures. Here we are. We have this time and we're just getting frustrated, <laughs> irritated with our spouse. Yeah, and our I'm children. wasting my time now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm. And so we need to stop measuring for perfection and start celebrating our little progresses. Instead of at night when you go to bed, think about every area you failed in, celebrate the areas that you succeeded in because it will give you momentum for the the next day. Mm -hmm. So celebrate yourself and don't allow the condemnation and the guilt to keep you from that relationship with God. Mm. Oh, I love that. Even if you're failing in this time, because I think lots of people right now, you know, have fallen off the wagon or you know there's been domestic violence arise of things of different nature so there's some vibes going out through the culture and through humanity right now that just to you can continue with your relationship with god no matter where you are at yeah just don't run away from him and And experience his love you know and that's just it i mean when we ask for the connection with jesus we're not i love what wendy said we're not looking just specifically at our performance, certainly, you know, if there's areas we need to grow in, we ask him to touch us there. But really, it's it's to experience his love. And I think, you know, when we do fail, I mean, that's one of the moments where whew, if I can experience his love there, yeah. that's going to propel me to actual truth change. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Man, that's so powerful. You know, I have an example of this. It's a little bit extreme. I was talking to a man who struggles with pornography addiction And he was in his home office one night late and didn't hear his wife come in and his wife caught him looking at pornography. And there are so many emotions and feelings and things like that take place. And he looked up with that look of shock on his face and he told me his wife looked at him and she goes, you know, I love you. And she turned and walked out and he said, that was the agent of change. He goes, I could have handled screaming. I could have handled yelling. I could have handled how dare you. I could have handled... All the condemnation that I was feeling in myself, Mm. I couldn't handle I love you. And he goes, Mm. that right there was the agent of change. I knew that day things were going to be different. I was going to get help for this because she just said, hey, I love you. Mm. And that's what the Lord says to us in our failures of, Mm. oh, I loved you before you were born. I loved you before you were created. John 3, 16 says, God so loved the world. It is a past tense. It means before the earth is created, he knew all that we would do and all the failures we would have and said, man, I love them so much that now before you were created, I'm going to decide to send my son to die for you. I'm paying the price without asking you. It's not your opinion. You don't get any say in the matter. I know how much you're worth. And that does propel us forward. Yeah. You know, guilt and condemnation could change us. Then Jesus didn't need to die. Exactly. (laughs) That's right. Right? That is right. Oh, my goodness. Man, I appreciate you guys so so much. much. Thank you for continuing to point us towards Jesus, to give us hope, to build our foundations in this time of turmoil. Mm. We appreciate it so much. Can you give out your website and your Instagram feed? Because I think people will appreciate it so much. Yes, our website is ignitinghope.com. Ignitinghope.com. And then you can find us on Igniting Hope Instagram and Igniting Hope Facebook. 
And so I do a weekly podcast, weekly blog. We've also written a great book called Let's Just Laugh at That for Kids. Oh, nice. And we've written two of these. It's an illustrated book, and it's for parents, ages 6 through 10, ideally. And it goes after beliefs, laughing at lies. There's 20 lies in there that, you know, it's fun, but it also really helps our children to overcome the lies that restrict us emotionally in our experience. So we got a couple of those books. Wendy's got a book called Victorious Emotions. And also I wrote a book called The Culture of Empowerment, How to Champion People. It's a great book for parents as well. I mean, it's written for leaders, you know, church leaders, other leaders, but the concepts of empowerment is really also for parents. And so we've got a lot of resources that we want to help with relationships as well. So yeah, thank you so much for your ministry as well and what you're yes. doing for parents and, Bless you. and beyond. Oh, thank we you. appreciate it so much. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed Steve and Wendy. They were so much fun and they had so much wisdom. What a joyful couple full of wisdom during this lockdown time and this quarantine time. Uh, definitely follow their ministry and check them out at Bethel Church. Rebels, thank you for listening. Thanks for sharing this with your friends and family. We had a record month last month of downloads, and it's because you're sharing this with friends and family, and we appreciate it. Again, if you need anything, reach out, help at rebelparenting.org. Find us online at rebelparenting.org. God bless. We'll see you soon. Rebel Parenting is produced by Rebel Media House and when you need a little help with your marriage or parenting, and everyone does, you can find it at rebelparenting.org. Sign up for the Rebel Update by texting the word REBEL to 444-999. That's R-E-B-E-L and the number is 444-999. We love it when you share Rebel Parenting with your friends and family, so thank you. God bless. Thanks for spending your time with us. And we'll see you next time for another episode of Rebel Parenting.